Hello, Michael. How are you doing? And welcome to this week's uh, Formula One view. And uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I suppose a long time no chat, but uh, there's still ha- there's been still a lot happening in the world of Formula One, though, hasn't there? Oh, there's always a lot happening in the world of Formula One. I think it was actually quiet. Someone would worry at this stage, you know. <laughs> well, it just seems to you know. always be something going on at all times. Uh, I, I just heard there uh, for this year testing in Barcelona there for uh, 2021. I just noticed this reduced to three days instead of the usual six days this year, obviously because of uh, COVID 19 and provisionally. Um, the calendar for 2021 testing has been set um, and the first race is supposedly on the 21st of March opening back in Australia. Now, of course, the one thing they have said is this is a provisional calendar. This could all change. But that's that's good news for Formula One this year. At least we're, 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 we're getting started in March, which is <laughs> it's better than last year anyhow, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And... Uh... I suppose from the point of view of cars developing and changing or making cha- engineers making changes to cars or anything or engines or that, has there and what's the latest on that side of things? There hasn't really been a whole lot, to be quite honest with you, other than the usual. The FIA have been trying to slow the cars down. Uh, that can be changing specifications in all shape or form. But, but basically, no, everything's been knocked on. Uh, again, it, it, it's COVID-19, you could say, has... Literally knocked everything out of kilter altogether. Um, and it could be gone down instead instead of the Formula One engine, it could be like a donkey and carrot. <laughs> I can tell you, so you're going for free. The other that, that might be going a bit far, like you know, yeah, and it could get messed up the track. You know? I have to admit, <laughs> I'll give you that. It's, <laughs> it's very <laughs> unusual, all right, but as far as I can see, they've pushed out any anything new, any new regulation or anything like that has been basically pushed off into the distance an extra year an extra year an extra year i mean let's face it when we think about it um there's nothing going to be any different this year compared to last year with regards to covid i mean a lot of people are saying oh the cure is here and all this uh stuff but i mean even if you have the injection you can still pass it on and that means you could pass it on to someone without the injection. So, so basically, the teams have been restricted massively on on, on testing times on uh, in Barcelona and that. And of course, they're going to be restricted in general. So they don't want intense development going on in the cars and in the car factories for for the simple rule, really, that you know if you're going to get a lot of people together in a very confined space working very hard, well, we're going to have an outbreak. <laughs> And it is yeah. unfortunately as simple as that, you know. Um, I, I don't know if you know in Formula One, but uh, Adrian Campos, uh, a former Formula One driver and Formula Two team owner, there has died at age 50. Fernando Alonso um, paid a very fitting tribute to him as well. Uh, he said, uh, Today is the saddest day in the history of Campos racing. Uh, um, their president and founder basically he had left us. It's just incredible, really, um, someone who's been around for so long. And at 60 years of age, you don't really think, you know, something's going to be gone in a racing thing. So, um, Adrian, sorry to see you. Sorry to hear the bad news on that one. Um, as they say, well, Formula One never stands still. Um, 
another item I, I have been looking at recently, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know that Carlos Sainz is moving over to Ferrari instead of Sebastian Vettel. Well, uh, Carlos has been running around in a, in a Ferrari car there recently, albeit a 2018 model. Um, but he hails it as a very special moment. I saw a very uh, good quote from him there, which I've just tried to scan through. Oh, yes, here it is here. Uh, it's a day I will never forget. One of the most special moments for me today was when I arrived at the circus and saw the Ferrari with number 55 on it. I was eager to jump into the car immediately. <laughs> it must be a fantastic yeah. day for the guy being put behind in a Ferrari. But he's, he's saying very good things about it, um, which we hope after the disastrous year last year, uh, let's hope we can get forwards and, 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 and get a bit better on that again. You know, I, I suppose people have, kind of lost focus on Ferrari a bit and uh, more on Red Bull and Max Verstappen and people like that. But, um, you know, down but not not beaten yet, as they say, the old old Ferrari. They're going to be around for a while yet, and I would definitely keep my eye on them now for next year. Actually, another thing I did notice there, um, which is none other than Sebastian Vettel in uh, Aston Martin, as we know, um, have been he has been doing a bit of testing and Sebastian, none too tardy on his times from what I can see so far. Um, Aston Martin are producing a a very very good Formula One car now. Just to put it into perspective, Aston Martin they used to be owned by the Ford Motor Company, but they were sold about five or six years ago to a, a company called ProDrive. Now now ProDrive just do racing cars; they don't do anything else. You'll hear them in Le Mans and things like that. So this is basically ProDrive's first foray into Formula One. And by buying Aston Martin, well, that was their, their first attempt at producing a car, I suppose, for the car industry. But with the amount of experience that ProDrive have, and, of course, Aston Martin being, well, a, a, a highly respected supercar company, I'd expect a hell of a lot out of them now in the first year. And I think they might worry the top three at the moment. Um, and it would be very nice to see a, a, a new team coming in and doing something with themselves. You know, they're definitely not going to run away with it or anything like that. It is their first year in. But um, I, I'd like to see a, a couple of uh, good dices now for Tartar Ford Place, which Aston Martin would be a very good thing to see. You know, it would be it would be exceptional. And it's, uh, it's of course... Uh, you know, they're two very good drivers with Sebastian Vettel and Danny Ricardo, And it's going to be absolutely incredible. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how that comes about uh, 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 and see what happens with that, as they say, and see how it goes. Um, but it's all good fun. Nothing ever changes as with well, all that's sports. It. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, it's what it's all about. Uh, but it's... Um, you know, it's it's it has been remarkably quiet, I suppose, in other aspects of Formula One. Um, there has been the usual background stuff going, but it isn't as it it isn't as crazy as it normally is. Um, and and it is mainly because of restrictions. It is mainly because things aren't going to severely change. Uh, uh, and it is, of course, you know, if you've got guys like uh, like happened in Maranello, Ferrari. Uh, and the F1 team, they have this absolutely magnificent building in Maranello. Maranello is a very small place. And uh, this magnificent building, which is about two floors high, but the factory itself goes five floors underground. 
And I know when the first right. lockdown came in, they actually closed the doors. Nobody went home until uh, the races started. Nobody went home. So um, I'm sure they're all having a good break at the minute. And I'm sure that's going to slow things down as well. And it could be a good reason why they have decided not to change things this year. It's all good fun. And I suppose, well, in March, we're about to find out, really, aren't we? <laughs> it's not that far well, away. That's it. <laughs> not that Supposedly, far away at all. The, lockdown, the current lockdown as well, the 5th of March, per se, you never know. Hopefully well, that's what they're saying at the moment, yeah. We're, we're kind of all hoping the numbers might come down before that and maybe things might be a bit better. But uh, the schools, hopefully the schools go back. Thank you very much. Homeschooling isn't great. <laughs> so is, uh, how's the, what's the story with the... With the uh, Egan O'Grady team, uh, Formula One team. How is that going? Oh, well, you know, we, we put that to one side because of COVID, as you know. We, we've started developing cars now instead. Uh, and Paul has a concept for a, a, a three-wheel car at the moment. Uh, uh, and he's yeah. going to basically put a dumper engine on it and we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> I reckon it could be quite quick. Well, you never know. It's a, you know, <laughs> you know, a nifty, a nifty little number like you, you know, the dust bins, you know, the wheel, no, wheel bin, <laughs> wheel bins. Absolutely, I am telling you, it'd be a great number. What, what, what's everyone talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, a, a bit of an anecdote now from uh, uh, years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, one time, I thought I wanted to be a trainee carpenter, and um, at the age of nineteen, I was actually taken out as work experience in. Um, well, I can't. I won't say the place, but it was a a, a, a government site, and a lot of the, the handymen and cattle and uh, carpenters and everything like that. And I'll never forget it because we had a dumper truck, and this is what's made yeah. me remember it. And the truck, of course, was the dumper truck. Of course, the engine had gone. Um, you're looking back at 1986 here, and uh, the mechanics, out of a, a sheer fit of fun, decided to take a. Uh, an engine from a van that they had that was broken down, but the engine was fine and put it on the dumper truck. <laughs> All I would say is we had the fastest dumper truck in County Wexford. <laughs> well, that's it. So you, basically what you're saying is you were trying to carve, uh, you were trying to carve a career out as a carpenter, were you? I was, I was trying to carve a career out as a carpenter. Yes, indeed. indeed. That, it, 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 it didn't stick, unfortunately, but we won't go there. You know? I oh, thought right. F1 commentating, well, you know. F- about the joints. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I thought F1 commentating would be better, you know yourself. <laughs> well, this is it, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's the way it goes, you know. isn't it? Well, with the 2021 <laughs> season, I suppose with the 2021 season starting now, too, in Formula One, it's going to be very interesting to see who the main contender is this year because um, Max Verstappen to me is, is, is the man. He's definitely the best driver out there in the last three years. Hamilton is winning, but it's easy to win in the best car. Uh, Max Verstappen is definitely the flying in the ointment out there. So it's going to be interesting to see what Max can do in 2021. But of course, everybody's going on uh, about Mick Schumacher too. And, you know, it, it's one of those things, I'm sure you see it in absolutely every sport, but Perhaps they're going on, they're being a little bit unfair. Um, that sounds crazy. You know, they're, they're delighted to see him. They're very happy to see him and, oh, what's he going to do? And, but, you know, it is the guy's first year in Formula One. He, he, he needs to be cut a bit of slack. You know, if he wins a race, that's going to be a major achievement um, just to win a race. Um, and if he does that, well, he's obviously a good caliber. But, you know, that there's a lot of uh, 
places I've been looking at and websites and things like that. And, you know, they're all making massive assumptions uh, about a guy who's never turned a Formula One car tire in anger, um, which is to me is kind of, you know, we all need to back off a bit and give him a bit of space. But um, it will be interesting to see what he can do next year. There's, there's absolutely no shadow of doubt of that. It's going to be good old fun, a good old dice. Let's just hope um, the other cars can raise the challenge of Ferrari or of uh, Mercedes now this year, and uh, give them a bit of a give them a bit of a fight, as they say. And of course, we also have Fernando Alonso back this year, uh, a driver that gets dismissed quite a lot by people um, in general, and quite and a lot by F1. Yeah, well, he he left because he was unhappy. He was with Renault, as we know, and then. All things went pear-shaped. He never got a good car. Everything went just... His career just went dreadful. So he went off and he, he did other things. He, he did NASCAR. I did a few races in NASCAR and absolutely opened everybody's eyes when he was at that. He was highly skilled. And he's back. He's back with Renault, which is great to see because, as we know, Renault are one hell of a Formula One racing team. They used to have the best engine in uh, Formula One that there was for quite a long time. If you had a Renault engine, you were right up there. And uh, and they're back. It is their first year properly back. They were back last year and they have been around, but kind of taking on somebody like Fernando Alonso is a bit like throwing down the gauntlet a bit because this guy is a lot better than, than people give him credit for. But it's not just that. He's been around a long time. He knows what makes a good car. He knows how to get that car to go faster. And, you know, maybe perhaps he's maybe a little bit past the sell-by date, but at the same time, yeah. the severe experience, the masses of experience he's going to bring with him and the insights he's going to have are, are going to be absolutely incredible. And, of course, his teammate now, Esteban Ocon, has been saying a, a, a massive things about Fernando. Since, since Fernando has been... Uh, confirmed being on the Renault team himself and Esteban are seeing each other on a regular basis and uh, Ocon really is very excited about this so so let's hope there could be a bit of a Renault charge on the way too and and, and see what happens but I, I am going to put my money in my mouth where my mouth is and say Max Verstappen is going to be the 2021 world champion it'd be nice to see somebody who isn't driving a Mercedes wouldn't it well this is it makes a change <laughs> It does. It makes a very nice change indeed, you know. And it, it was it was a changeable year last year, and I mean, it's uh, let's hope there, there's a bit more change this year. It it was kind of the same old, same old in many ways, and and teams fallen, you know, teams with who 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 are massive in Formula One falling by the wayside because they can't, you know, there's there's restrictions, there's problems. So let's hope that is as bad uh, um, this year. Let's hope it all picks up a wee bit. That's it, and uh, you know it'll it'll hopefully make for a very good, uh, another very good uh, season in Formula One, and uh, you know, of course, as we know, every season there's some great twists and turns in the season, and I suppose that like like every sport now since since COVID has started, anything has happened, and anything can happen, and that's been proved when you when you look in other sports like you know in soccer with the Premier League, yeah. Um, Last season, Liverpool were had had it nearly stitched up at this stage, and this 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 year it was kind of you know anyone anyone could win it this year. It's a lot more open, and you can't go 
in a lot of games you can't go by form because I mean some teams could lose to uh, a good team this week and or win against a good team this week and lose to a bad team the next week. You know, yeah, well, it's, it's the same with form. You could be doing you could be doing well at the start or whatever, and next thing you could hit a dip and then it could come. So anything could happen really this season. Now, that tends to be a bit of a Ferrari um, um, wall, actually. They tend to do uh, severely well in European races. I, I suppose look, Formula One really is a, a European sport. This is where it was born. This is where it's been for quite a long time. And um, Ferrari tend to do very well in, in, in Europe. Uh, it seems to be when they hit any of the new tracks, they tend to hit a bit of a wall and fall off a cliff. Yeah. And they're not the only ones. As you say, other people have done it too. But I suppose the worry again this year is what happens if somebody yeah. crucial to the team contracts COVID-19, because let's face it, even if most of the team and all the important people have got the injection, they can still pass it on. They still will get it. They just won't get sick and they'll pass it on. Yeah. And then you don't know how crucial some guy is. You know, some guy changing a tire um, on a car on race day suddenly gets very sick all of a sudden, tries to change the tire. Everything goes pear-shaped. You just don't know. I mean, everybody in the team to me is important. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You were important once you're part of the team, as they say. You know, and it isn't. You are correct. It is. It is. Anything can happen. I mean, I've read recently as well that Mercedes are having some trouble with the chassis at the moment, uh, despite the fact that it's 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 the same one as practically last year, and it's a, it's a highly good and stable chassis. They're having trouble with it at the moment. Um, they haven't exactly said exactly what the problem is <laughs> for obvious reasons yeah. as to say but I think um, I think it could be to do with the fact that uh, recently there was a bit of a, a change because their DAS uh, axle steering system has been basically outlawed in which they used for 2020 and made them very very successful um, a lot of people are arguing it should have been outlawed in 2020 um, not 2021, but that could be causing him issues there. But, you know, it's like everything. You don't know what's going to hit you next, whether it's 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 somebody going because of COVID, whether you, somebody leaves the place. You just don't know what's going to happen next. And, and Formula One is always very, very, very changing, as with any sport. Well, that's it. And uh, I suppose, you know, going on to uh, the car of the week now for for this week, what was your, uh, what was your choice? Oh, no, this is quite an easy one. This is something I haven't driven. Um, but it's quite an easy one because this one Thanks. popped. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> it's probably easy because they haven't driven it. <laughs> but um, I, a car caught my eye last week, uh, late last week there. And I, I, I have to admit, I, I've, I've become very, very eager to have a look at one. And that's MG. I don't know if you do you remember the little MG sports cars. Of course you do. I'm sure you do. Probably had one yeah. yourself at one stage, Aiden, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the matchbox size one. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they used to be so low that you couldn't step out of the car. You kind of had to roll out of the car, you know, <laughs> to get out of them. Yeah, great little true. machines, uh, great British sports car company. Well, they're back. And um, they brought back a couple of new cars, but one in which caught my eye immediately uh, is the one they're pushing the most. It's the new MG ZS EV, a really properly affordable family-friendly electric car designed for everything you could ever want. This is this is the electric car, in my opinion, to have. Several reasons why. Um, it's basically the size of uh, a 
an Opel Grandland X, which is the yeah. biggest electric car that's going to be available to the public. It's it's big. Um, I mean, you compare that to something like um, the popular Hyundai Kona. The Hyundai Kona is about the size slightly larger than a, a Volkswagen Polo, whereas this thing's right up there past the Tiguan. Massive difference in size. It's a proper SUV, if you get me. And another thing that's really going to put people onto this is the fact that the price starts at 28999 for the base model. That is super 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 cheap uh, to put that into context uh, if you were to go and buy yourself a nissan leaf um which would be considerably smaller than this you're going to be looking at the sharp end of thirty thousand um for the base model um if you buy yourself an opel corsa which is smaller again um an e-corsa you're looking at twenty-seven thousand. so for twenty-nine thousand, you're getting a large SUV. That, that to me, that's that that that's very interesting. I have to admit, that's caught my attention immediately. Now it does have a a, a, a hundred and forty, I think, it is brake horsepower on it, so it isn't going to be that slow. Okay, um, from what I've been learning, the how shall I put it? The distance it will travel will be lower than usual. It won't be one of the range toppers, um, but at the money they're asking. Um, for that car and a proper SUV, um, I think that's incredible. Now, the other thing is, you know, a lot of people are going to say it's MG. They haven't been around a long time. Who's behind them? Well, I discovered by totally by looking at a badge exactly who's behind them because they have a hybrid model as well, um, which has a range of, I think it's over 500 kilometers with a, a charge and petrol in it. Uh, it's got a 90 kilowatt electric motor on that. Um, and it's absolutely incredible, the, the hybrid as well, um, which starts at 33,000. But the one thing I noticed about it was a little thing at the back, which said P-H-E-V, FEV. That's a Mitsubishi term. Um, it's all their hybrids are called FEV. So, of course, a little bit more digging. Yes, it's a Mitsubishi. Uh, the new MGs out there right now this second are Mitsubishis. <laughs> so... Um, there is a seven-year warranty with them as standard, including for the electrical car, which is now the best electric car warranty you can get at a very good price from a very, very, very reliable Japanese company. Con, uh, company. Personally, I really want to drive it. I really want to give it a shot. I want to see what it's going to be like because I'm hoping hoping things will be seriously amazing with it. But unfortunately, at the, at the moment, it's only available in Dublin and Cork. Uh, Limerick, Tipperary, and I think they've got a sales outlet in Galway too. So um, if anyone's around Roscommon now or at London and want to open up an old MG dealership, might not be a bad oh, yeah. idea to, to, to do that and sure have a... a or even a, in Wexford. So like, because... Uh, just to, just to throw it out there, folk. Michael O'Grady cannot go uh, beyond five uh, beyond five kilometers from his house. So, <laughs> ideally, if someone could set up a, a dealership there within five kilometers of Michael O'Grady's home, I'm sure he will be uh, eternally grateful. When? There you go. You can't say I'm not doing me business. I, I can't say you're not doing it after that. Now I can't say you're not doing the business now after that. In fairness. <laughs> <laughs> But it is a very nice. So that was a yeah. 
so on, uh, that's on the plus side of the car. And then what's on the, what are the minuses? That, well, you know, you've said the benefits there, but the, I suppose, what, are there any minuses to it or any well, bad this points? Is, this is the problem. It's, it's, it's information is sketchy because they are brand new. So we're really mm. only looking at what exactly is, is, is they're promising. And now that, that might change when Michael gets in the car. <laughs> but yeah, we will figure yeah. that one out. But I, I did notice as well, just a couple of notes I had here, of course, which I completely overlooked. Um, not very professional today. Uh, 263 yeah. kilometer range of it. And it will actually do 80% of that after a 40 minute charge. Now, that's impressive. Uh, given the fact that it is quite a nice looking car, too, it is a bit Mitsubishi looking. I have to admit, it really is um, a little bit Mitsubishi looking. But I mean, it seems to tick all the boxes you need. It has. Uh, Do you ever see the Beverly Hillbillies when you were younger by any chance? Oh, Aiden? yes. Yeah. Do you remember the mother? Only just now. That, that, that was around just, just, just before I, I got into my. Oh, you know, you, you'd be looking at you'd be looking at serious reruns at this stage because you'd be very young, like. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Know. A bit like myself, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you remember the opening when they were traveling to to LA, there was uh, all the stuff was in the trailer, stuff at the back of the car, and the grandmother was on the roof of the car. In her sofa. Yes, the MG has a pair of mother-in-law bars on the top of the car. That's, the where, that's where that saying comes from. <laughs> <laughs> mother-in-law bars. <laughs> but it's got all sorts of, of little extras I've noticed even just looking at it. Like it's got the lane keep assist. Okay, that's not staggering. I have it on the Opal. That's fine. It does have adaptive. Yeah, exactly. It does have adaptive cruise control, which is something I like. So if you're on cruise control mm-hmm. and you're going up along the motorway and the guy in front of you is going slower and it detects it, it will slow you down. Um, whereas when you're on cruise control normally, um, if you don't spot that the guy in front of you is going slower, you're going to hit him. So um, it, it's kind of a good idea. It has other things as well, like um, intelligent high beam and blind spot and, and speed limits and all that. It, it, it actually is very similar to Opel in specifications, which is kind of unusual because Opel, of course, are Peugeot and these guys are definitely Mitsubishi. Um, so that is kind of a little bit on the unusual side. But um, yes, if anyone wants to come uh, uh, and abandon uh, a nice little... Uh, MG EV uh, ZS SUV outside the house. I will more than gladly drive it around the five kilometer block and give you a good review. <laughs> there you go. Um, at a reasonable fee and all that. At a reasonable fee and all that. Uh, I e I keep the car. <laughs> well, there you go. You can't say any fairer than that. No, you can't say any fairer than that, really, can you? I mean, that's a lot, really, isn't it? <laughs> that's the deal. That's the deal of the year. That, that's well, the listen, thanks very much for doing for doing Formula One F One view with us this week, and we look forward to uh, uh, hearing more uh, more of the latest gossip next again next next week. No problems at all. I'll talk to you then, Aidan. Take care, mate. No, no problem. Thanks very much. And that was Michael O'Grady, our Formula One X.